Is it just a toy or something evil? These are tales of the Ouija board. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos, y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen, at your own risk. This is Christina. And this is MJ. And today we have a guest with us, a returning guest. Yeah. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, this is Lulu. I was on a previous podcast that you guys did, um, and it involved UFOs, phenomenon, all that stuff. So thank you for bringing me back on. Yes. Yes, we're excited. Today we're um, sharing Ouija board stories. What are... um. What are both of your feelings on Ouija boards? I think it's real and I stay away from it because I already see shit. Like I was telling uh, Christina before we started recording um, that I had another uh, shadow person experience. And I'm like, I don't want to open the door. I already see shit. I do not need any more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at a toss up. It depends on who I'm with or who's... It depends on what type of logic you use, but I have had some experiences where I'm, I definitely believe it's real, but then I also sometimes question if it's something different, more of a coincidence. Mm. I'm like skeptical about them, but I'm also never going to go near one. So. <laughs> <laughs> that I get that a lot. I, get, I have a lot of friends that are extremely into the occult, spooky, whatever, but they will not mess with the Ouija board. And I don't understand that, but they, they will not go near the Ouija board at all. They won't touch it. They won't even they don't even want to talk about it. But they'll do they'll engage in other stuff too, which to me is always interesting. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even seen one like open in person. Yeah. I remember Toys R Us had them back in the day. Is that I saw like them a not too memory? long ago at Target. Really? Yeah, okay. They have them everywhere. They they were trademarked in, I think, 1890, from what I recall. 1891? Something like that, yes. And they were mass-produced and put on shelves, and they were made by these businessmen. Okay, I just thought, I would have thought that after the big satanic panic that occurred in this country, that they would have pulled them off shelves, but I guess they didn't. <laughs> No, that no. It's you could still go into. I don't know if Walmart Walmart carries them, but I saw the um, Strangers thing Ouija board. I like around last year, maybe like back in December, maybe early, maybe January, and they had it there, like the the Strangers thing Ouija board. Oh, before we get into our stories, I do have two listener stories that were sent sent in to us specifically about Ouija boards. Um, one is from the FAM 305 podcast, and they said, short story, used it as kids. After we used it, the phone started ringing and we picked it up. Nobody answered. Never used it again. Not worth messing with. It brings spirits. Some good, some bad. And the other one, this one was sent in by Induced Fear podcast. This one says, my mom had an experience while partying with me. Her friends asked, is Jen going to have a boy or a girl? And the board spelled 
B-O-Y, and then also spelled out Oscar. So they freaked out, threw the board in the trash, the light bulb above the trash can exploded, and then the trash can caught on fire. That was like a whole series of events. Right? Um, And now their mom calls them Little Devil. (laughs) I mean, I would That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's fitting. That that story's pretty similar to mine, too, but I'll get into that when we're ready. Ooh, excited to hear it. Oh, MJ, you have a little history on Ouija boards before I get into the case that I'm going to tell you guys about. Yeah, I do. As uh, Lulu was saying, uh, the Ouija board or spirit board have been around for centuries. Uh, Spirit board date back to ancient Greece and ancient China. The modern day Ouija board came to be in February of 1891. It was first sold in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at a toy and novelty shop. The Ouija board came to be thanks to the obsession, like the spiritualism obsession that hit the United States in the 19th century. Oh, and then to define that really quick, spiritual, spirit, oh my God, I can't talk. Spiritualism <laughs> is the belief that you can talk to spirits after, they, after they've, uh, they've died. Yeah, so um, it was already a big thing in Europe at the time, but it, it hit the United States like hard in, in 1848. Um, with uh, two, I think it was two sisters called the Fox Sisters. They went around claiming that they could uh, talk to spirits. And one of the investors of the Ouija was named Elijah Bond. He had a sister-in-law named Helen Peters. Now, Helen, once while playing the board, asked what, what its name was, and it spelled Ouija. When she asked what the board, what it meant, the board said, good luck. Uh, however, there are reports that Helen also had a pendant that read Ouida. I think it's Ouida. O-U-I-D-A. After a famous feminist author. And they think that Helen changed it from Ouida to Ouija. And, or Ouija. I don't know how you would say that name. So please, you guys don't ask. Why do we pronounce it Ouija? Because it ends in an A. I, I don't know. In Spanish, you say Ouija. Yeah. And to this day, 130 years later, I did the math. It's still just as popular. Um, And then to add a little bit to your history of it, fear of the Ouija board, it wasn't really a thing in the United States because it was like mass produced. It was marketed as a family game and people use them all the time, especially after World War One. It gained even more popularity because people wanted to talk to the, all the people that they lost in the war. And so it was a normal thing to use. But then in 1973, the movie The Exorcist came out. And in the movie, they the way they made it is that the position happened because of the Ouija board, which the, the case that the movie is based on, that's not what happened. They didn't ever use one. But um, the writer of the book, actually, I don't even remember if the book is the same way. But the director of the movie just thought they were evil. And so he added that in. And after that, it's when people began um, seeing them more as like a this evil thing that was associated with Satan. But before that, it was not associated with mm-hmm. Satan. Yeah, I, I was reading that um, Christians were actually very, very open to Ouija boards. I think pre-1950s or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't pre-1970s because of the movie. Because then after that, that movie was also part of like the reason for the satanic panic, Mm. which was widely exaggerated. Like people were not (laughs) sacrificing children. Daycares were not going around killing children in the name of Satan. Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) But I don't know. Okay, have 
I know MJ hasn't, but Lulu, have you heard of the Vallecas case? It's from Spain. I have not heard of the Vallecas. Okay, this is exciting. Mm, yes. It's crazy. This case is pretty well known, especially in Spain, because true crime and the occult slash paranormal all come together in this case. And it's mostly known as the Vallecas case because of the neighborhood it occurred in in Spain. There's also a movie on Netflix called Veronica that's based on this story. Of course, the movie exaggerates certain things because, you know, it's a movie. Um, But this is the first case ever in Spain specifically that mentions paranormal phenomena occurring in the police report. So this takes place between 1990 and 1991. There was a, a high school senior. Her name was Estefania Gutierrez Lazario, and she was the eldest of four siblings. In March 1990, she went to school as usual, and her friend had snuck in a Ouija board. Her group of friends had just gotten into the occult, and a boyfriend of one of the friends had just died. So they were attempting to contact him with the Ouija board in the girl's bathroom. And Estefania's little sister was also a part of this, but she was just guarding the door. Because she was supposed to be like, hey, a teacher's coming. But then I don't know what happened, where a teacher busted them, like burst the door open, took the board and broke it in half. And at that moment, when the board was broken in half, they all, everyone there said that they saw a gray smoke come out of the board, Mm -hmm. which Estefania accidentally ended up inhaling. And and they all said they saw this, which is weird. After that day, nothing was the same for Estefania. Her parents began saying that she was having these fits of rage And that she was telling them she saw shadow people at night and that they had no face. They had hooded cloaks on and they wanted her to go with them. And then she was like attacking her siblings, barking at them. um, Just, you know, strange behavior. Then she began suffering from insomnia, hallucinations and seizures. And they went to a bunch of different doctors, hospitals. No one could figure out what was wrong with her, what was causing this strange behavior. Then. One night, she attacked her sister so badly that she, like, knocked her out. And her mouth was foaming during the attack. After that incident, her mental state began to deteriorate. It worsened. Then she suffered a seizure. And during this seizure, she was taken to the hospital. Then she fell into a coma and passed away. And there's no official cause of death. Her autopsy says sudden and suspicious death. So they don't know why she died, but it all happened very quickly, supposedly after, you know, messing with the Ouija board and after the smoke thing happened. That is strange. Oh, and and during all this that was happening, strange things were happening around around their house. Mm -hmm. Like they would all see objects moving on their own, doors closing and opening. They heard footsteps. But they didn't like think much of it for whatever reason. I would have left. I would have been like, bye. <laughs> House for mm-hmm. sale. Bye. It's total. It's oh, oh what's it called? It's totally not haunted. It's totally fine. It's, it's, fine. it's, it's fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's gonna happen to you here. I swear. The consistency that it, they all saw the gray smoke and she inhaled it. It would follow her. She can't just sell the house. So. That true, true. true. But but true. she died. So they thought it was going to be over after she died. But, but things worsened in the home after Estefania died. The siblings said that at times it felt like they were being grabbed by an invisible force. Guests of the family also stated that they had like weird experiences there. 
um, Estefania's mom, which I forgot her name. Oh, Concepcion. Concepcion said that she could hear Estefania's screams. The family started hearing banging. Things kept moving. They started hearing the disembodied laughter of men uh, and glass breaking. And this went on for a long time. And for whatever reason, they stayed there. I don't know. <laughs> like, why? Like, I mean. <laughs> and maybe it would follow them. Who knows? But two years after her death, a picture of, of Estefania burst into flames. But the frame and the glass were fine. Just the picture inside was burned. And there's a picture of this picture. And it it's, yeah, everything else looks fine. Except the picture itself is, like, charred. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that, like, when you play a Ouija board, you have to end the session. Like, because if you, like, burn it or break the Ouija board, it unleashes stuff. I'm not sure how accurate yes, that is. Yes, that is accurate. 1,000% accurate. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I was, I'm going to ask you, Lulu. Do, uh, do you know more about this than I do? Is there a way to, like, if you got, like, some negative energy, like, to detach it from you? There's different ways. But with the Ouija board itself, from when I was a child and my mom would talk about it and family members and friends up until now an adult. And I, I know I'm very conscious that if you do dabble in playing the Ouija board, you do have to say, okay, we're playing, we're done playing this game. And there, or we're, we're done, we're, we're basically saying goodbye but there is times where it just won't stop right then and there. It won't just- oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that. that it, it tells you no. It tells you no, and it keeps pulling you on and whatnot. I say that there, because ha- I have friends where they just close the Ouija board and, and things happen. The only thing I could think of, would, and I'm not religious, but I don't practice going to church, all of that, and I, I'm sure you know that. Mm-hmm. I think think that you were explaining earlier where you're like oh well there's a lot of christians that were open to trying the ouija board or just like nowadays there's a lot of catholics there's a lot of christians that mm-hmm. still do limpias and oh yeah them. yeah right and yeah, yeah. And it's very yeah, common where you to know some <laughs> lady at church that will do it for you i oh, would my. assume that you would have to do something like that Especially if you can't handle it on your own. If you're so immature that you just ended a session by closing it and leaving, I I can't see your you being able to get getting rid of dark entities if you're on your own. I, I can't see that. Mm. that. That makes sense. This next part of the case, this is where the police get involved. So on November twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. Hey, I was a few months old. <laughs> anyway, oh, was I? I was like a year old. <laughs> too. they um the family decided to call the police because the night before concepcion had felt pressure on top of her and her husband was next to her at the time so you know what was it and so she was like to her husband someone is here and right after that someone grabbed her feet and her hand and so this freaked them out and they called the police and um they were like super skeptical about going they're like why this isn't what do you Whatever. So, but they sent a team anyway. So, Inspector Jose Negri and his team arrived. When they arrived, they found the family just outside and it was like raining and cold, but the family didn't want to be inside of the house, which already was like suspicious um, to them. And so, uh, the team all entered and they said they all stated they felt a weird presence as well as feeling nauseated. And 
the report, I read it. It's just hard to read because it's a little blurry because it's old, you know. But um, like one line of the report, and I translated it. It was in, it's in Spanish, but it says on this day and for the past few hours, strange phenomena have been noticed. Some of these include an invisible force turning crucifixes upside down, cabinets moving, and voices. Hmm. So uh, Concepcion told the team that it's worse with the lights off. So they entered the apartment without turning the lights on. They all heard banging and they knew no one was inside because the family was outside. Each time they thought that they found the source of the banging, like they would follow the noise, it seemed to move. So they would arrive at the kitchen and then they heard it in the balcony. They would get to the balcony and they just kept following it and it just didn't seem to be coming from one place. One officer was almost hit by a heavy cupboard door. Like they were talking about um, what was going on and then the door flew open and he had, and then the other officer was like, watch out. And he ducked. Otherwise it would have knocked him out. After that, four officers were too freaked out by the house and they waited outside. And I, that, that would have been me. <laughs> I would have been like, um, um, no, I wouldn't have gone in. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, right, yeah, I'm no longer going to do this. <laughs> Concepcion had also told them that it was worse in Estefania's old room, and they heard banging from there. So they went in, and they found a cross that had been bolted to the wall. It was ripped off, and so was the little Jesus figurine that was attached to the cross that was ripped off, and no one had been in the room. They found three claw marks that were where the cross had been. Concepcion had also told them that the bathroom was like a, a source of a lot of stuff too. So they checked out the bathroom and they all felt a sudden drop in temperature, like unlike anything they had ever felt before. So super weird. But after the police report and the police were there and that they filed this report that said all these things that I just read to you, that that was in the report, um, the family moved and things apparently stopped after they moved. Now there's theories that all this could have been caused by like a mold infestation or carbon monoxide poisoning. But then why was Estefania the only one that died? I don't know. It's just all weird. It, that weird. is strange. Uh, but especially like um, even if it say it was a mold infestation, why did the people at the all at the school see the same thing? Like all. You know. Exactly. They all reported seeing the smoke yeah. being inhaled. So that from her. makes no sense. That yeah. So the parents that. firmly believe that it was caused by the Ouija board situation. All of it. I agree. I agree with the parents. Well, the very common thing is when, you know, something's unexplained. And that's what I was saying. What I was thinking when you said that it involved like a police report, I, I never, I rarely hear about them saying, oh, yeah, there's, there's activity here, blah, blah, blah. They always try to make reason out of it. They always try to find some sort of, you know, science behind it. Oh, like, well, the mold, I mean, yeah, but it, mold technically doesn't cause things to move that, like that. It, it can cause hallucinations. It can, it can, it can yeah, actually. That it, it does. Can, it can cause sickness, hallucinations, mm -hmm. and, and which is where a lot of the olden days where, you know, when people used to get sick, people, oh, she's cold. But is, it, is that because you ingest it? it? Like, because I know, like, rye think, bread, if it molds, it does cause think of Think of, like, a mushroom. Think of inhaling a mushroom from the forest that, or eating a mushroom from the forest that you don't even know what the heck is in it. Think of it that it way. Like 
But yeah, but yeah. I can't see it cause I can't see it knocking figurines down or crosses or anything like that down. It's that's too much. Right. And then and they saw these things because it'd be different if the family was all imagining mm -hmm. this, you know, but they went in there and they saw these things knocked down, too. So I don't know. And they weren't in there that long. Like, I would think it was like a few hours. It specifically targets more um, godly things, more religious things, too. Yeah, it does. I've That's scary. Yeah, very strange case. I haven't seen the movie because, it, honestly, it seems too scary for my taste. <laughs> But it's called Veronica and it's on Netflix. that movie, but now that you've mentioned it, I will make it a point to watch it. Good I'll luck. watch it, but not by myself. I'm watching same, the, same. the Latin America one, the one that MJ was watching. Oh, and yeah. I'm still on the first episode. It, it takes me a while to finish stuff because I, I watch it throughout the day, like during breaks and whatnot. But that that's a little terrifying. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, I watched, I finished the first episode. Yeah. There was, it was, there was a point I was like, ah, <laughs> like screamed because it scared me on one of the instances. But yeah, that was the case of, um, oh, the Vallecas case. I like that one. I never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. It's, it's, it's cool to hear that. I, it's cool to hear that the whole family and, and neighbors and whatnot were, were on board. There's a lot of eyewitnesses and I think that makes it like more credible. Yeah. So my, my mine doesn't is not that that interesting, but w like I was saying, when I was a kid, uh, we used to live in Patterson, and my biological dad had a Ouija board, and he I don't remember him ever playing with it, but I do remember him throwing it away. We used to have one of these large bins, um, the the trash can bins like businesses have. We used to have a large bin like that, and I remember him throwing it away there. And saying, like, don't take it out. And I remember within the next few days, my siblings and I getting in trouble for digging it out. But I'm like, well, we didn't take it out. What? It's just out. But that, oh. that I never figured out if it was maybe a, a neighbor, maybe somebody that knew. I don't know if somebody was trying to mess with him. But my my dad would constantly be throwing that stuff away. And and it wasn't something that we were ever allowed to play with when we were kids. like young young kids or teenagers or anything like that in high school it's not something that my mom ever let us play with we did see it we one time we did go to it was either kids r us or toys r us one of the two and we did see it when we were in high school and we asked for it and my mom was like absolutely not you're never getting that that's that's not something that you're gonna play with but I didn't think it was that bad because I was seeing it. I connected it with, well, it's a freaking toy. It's at a toy store. And I was thinking that. Right. But I was super curious about it. And I had seen movies and certain movies like in the 90s, early 2000s that had Ouija boards. So I was always kind of interested in it. It wasn't until I was, uh, it was actually my, my, the beginning of my senior year in high school, I had a group of friends. It was kind of a newer group of friends. We had always known of each other, but then all of my friends had graduated high school and gone on to, to college or, or not. And then I started hanging out with people my age. And it was, I got a, a newer group of friends. And I do not, I, till this day, I cannot remember who brought the Ouija board, but somebody had a Ouija board and we were at a coworker's pool party. And he actually was like, yeah, let's just play with it, whatever. And we tried playing with it. Nothing happened. Nothing at all happened. We were just, it was just there. Like nothing, it wasn't moving. And then 
somehow I got stuck with the Ouija board. And I don't know if it's because I was the one with the car and they just put it in my car. But I got the Ouija board and we ended up going to the buyer. I think it was the buyer park, the buyer in the restaurant. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. we were playing with, with the Ouija board. It was me and like four or five other friends. And I was just like, okay, who am I going to marry? And I was t- totally into it. I was all in. It was me and like three friends that had our hands on it. We introduced ourselves. It started saying hi. And I'm, okay, who am I going to marry? And it would just go to the letter B. And it was going to the letter B constantly. And I was like, okay, but spell it out. Who am I going to marry? And it would just go letter B. I was like, okay, we're moving on. And then I would I would ask it questions. Like for, for my friends, we would ask questions and it would never give us an answer. But then I would ask questions like, am I ever going to have kids? And it would go to the number two. And then it would go back to B. Whoa. So it was going back between B and two. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell is this? Okay, we're done. And I remember thinking like, oh, no, no, we can't. We can't just close it. We have to say goodbye. So we're saying goodbye to it. We say goodbye. Not a problem whatsoever. It was it was whatever. And then a few months later, I meet my boyfriend. My boyfriend's name is Brian, which he's now my husband. And now I have two kids. And I don't know if that was subconscious, but I talked to my my friend Anna about it all the time. And she's like, yeah, that was fucking weird. But she tells me now she doesn't she nowadays she doesn't remember if it she's like, I swear it spelled out Brian, but I don't remember that. I don't remember it spelling out Brian. I just remember it doing B and the number two. But then throughout the months, like after having that, after already meeting Brian and everything and Brian was actually he wasn't deployed. He was doing training. He was doing training for, for in the Marines and whatnot. And I made this friend that I met online. Her well, I'm not gonna say her name, but I, I I met this girl online and we became really good friends. And she was aware that I had the Ouija board. I still had the Ouija board. It must have been maybe about a year later. Yeah, I would say about a year later, close to a year after. And she's like, Well, let's play the Ouija board. And I, we, I was like, fine, whatever. I don't know why I was, I was a little skeptical to play it with her, but we did. We played it in her front yard and I kid you not, it was terrifying. It was just like aggressive. It was not, it wasn't wanting to let go of us. It was just not wanting to, to let us end the session. She actually ended up playing with the Ouija board with her sister and her cousins at her house. And she's like, lights would turn on. The, the the doors were shut by themselves. My dad got ex- her her dad. She would say my dad got extremely sick. I don't know if if it if it is you know. I never really talked to her about it, but I do know her dad passed away shortly after that, and I know that she had a really hard time. She had an extremely hard time getting rid of it. She couldn't she couldn't find anybody to give it to because I told her you can't just give it to somebody. You have to give it to somebody that's willing to take it. You can't just you know. They say, hey, hey, MJ, here you go. Bye. And then MJ has it. It just doesn't work that like that. And that's kind of what I was thinking because I try to go back to how I got a hold of it and why I ended up with it. But I can't, I can't remember. I still to this day, I can't even remember who had the Ouija board, who put it in my car. But then nowadays when we went to Salem, and I know I'm rambling on, so... Cut me off That's at okay. any moment. <laughs> we Brian took us to to 
to the Ouija board museum when we were in Salem and we took our what there's a whole museum museum in Essex on Essex street, which is by the, by the witch museum. Salem, Salem, Massachusetts has so many things. I want to go there one time. You just follow this red line on the, on the sidewalk. It gives you a starting point. If you're a tourist, of course, or you could just go rampant, but it would be easier because there's so many tourists to just follow the red line. Like it, it gives you this neighborhood to start in. There's a red line. It's kind of like follow the yellow, whatever. Yes. Brick road. But it's follow, follow the, the red, red line. <laughs> and follow the red line. And it takes you to all of these um, destination spots all over, excuse me, Salem, Massachusetts. Well, we decided to go and we, they have this like um, little room where they, they have a little couch, a table, and you could totally play with the Ouija board. It's, completely welcome people wait in line like the line's not so big it, you it is a paid attraction so you do go in there you pay and and whatnot you get a stamp you could go back throughout the day and we sat down and we were playing it and my son hunter decided that he wanted to play with it and I, i'm totally okay with it if you want to play with it that's fine go ahead and he i'm playing with it with him i can't remember the question if i'll ask hunter and, and maybe i'll let you guys know for future reference what we asked but it gave us an answer and Levi, I, I didn't quite let Levi play with it because he's too young. But then Brian, we sat down and Brian was trying to, to ask questions and we weren't getting we weren't getting anything at all. But I think Brian's really skeptical of it too. He's he has more of a, a reasoning behind most most things. So I'm wondering if maybe it just if you have to I be open minded. You have maybe. to be more open minded and I think he wanted to be, but I think there was like some skeptical behind, uh, he was skeptical so I, nothing happened but yeah you see all these Ouija boards from with with different you see a marijuana Ouija board you see a rainbow Ouija board you have all, yeah you I do they have, I actually think they even have the largest Ouija board there too in Salem Massachusetts which is in 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 a destination like a park I think and it's like a Ouija board that people can actually stand on and it's crazy it's it's this whole thing where people just, you know, do it. This one to me is more personal and it's more, it, I don't know if I'm speaking correct English, but to me it is scarier just because of where it comes from. But my husband's boss was recently remarried and um, his spouse has a Ouija board. Well, he has a huge storage because I didn't have a Ouija board. I have, I have not been the owner of a Ouija board, nothing like that. In, in since I was probably like in my, like I was like 19, 20 years old, maybe. Well, my husband's boss has this huge storage unit where they keep a bunch of work related stuff and also personal stuff. And he, my husband saw the Ouija board and I was helping him with something and I, I saw it and He's like, oh, we, we should play with it. And I'm thinking, no, 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 it's, it's, I'm not going to play with it. It belongs to his, his wife. I'm not just going to take something or just play with it. No, whatever. And then a few months later, my husband's like, oh, so-and-so, his boss gave me the, the Ouija board and I'll bring it with me. We had it in the truck for a while because we commute all the time. We just didn't have time to, to take it out. We ended up finally taking it out. We had visitors at our, at our ranch, which is James and Danielle, they're really, they're our best friends. They're really close to us. Our kids love them. And I text her and I said, Hey, you want to play the Ouija board when you come over? She's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Let's, let's go ahead and do it. I whip out the Ouija board. 
nobody wants to touch it. Danielle's like, I don't want to touch it. James is like, no, I don't, I don't want to touch it. My husband's like, eh, not really. My kids are the only ones that seem interested, right? We're sitting outside. Mm-hmm. And I have not had a relationship with my biological dad since I was in second grade. So I'm kind of curious to see if it's going to give me some sort of answer. Like nobody's touching it. Might as well ask these questions. So I go, who's my real dad? What's my dad's name? And it starts spelling out like a little bit like the J, the A, like for Javier, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't finish. And then I keep asking because with the Ouija board, it's like a constant same question, like who, who's this, who's that? And it, you have to keep asking it to get the full answer. So it did that three times or so. And I'm looking at Daniel like, hey, you want to, you know, play with it? She, did she barely put her hand on it, but not really. And then it went to 666. It was just like six, six, six. And I'm like, and I got this sudden, like, like escalofrios almost. Oh I'm like, okay. I got chills. Oh my God. And it was like, a, I, I, I didn't say anything, but almost like that, like, like kind of hard of breathing, like almost like I couldn't breathe all the way in. And then I was like, is, is this my dad communicating with me? Because keep in mind, I don't know if my dad's alive or not. I've heard rumors that he maybe passed away and I don't know if he's, he's passed on or not, but I'm like, am I talking to my dad? And it just went, it spelled out the word beware, caution. I was just like, Whoa. okay. And it went, I got, I know. Now. I'm getting I'm thinking about it now too, but <laughs> it goes back to 666. And I've always said, okay, 666 is not, to me, it doesn't define like the, the root of evil. And I can see why it becomes mm-hmm. the devil's number. Even, you know, there's a whole nother, to me, there's a whole nother story behind the, the devil's number being 23 and blah, 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 you know, all these things, but. Hmm, that explains so much. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know someone who likes the number yeah, 23. The, the, the number 666 was never, really, it was more of a novelty thing to me. But then up until this last summer, I was like, shit, what the fuck? Like maybe I, I was wrong, you know, and I got really scared. And then I was like, okay, you don't want to talk anymore. And it wasn't letting me go. But then I was like, okay, well, I have to go. And it finally let me go. Probably, it was like a sudden, like, it was just like an abrupt, like, okay, fine, then leave. So it was like, okay, goodbye. And it took the the the, the, the plunge to goodbye. And I went to bed and I had a nightmare about my dad. I can't for the life of me, if my dad was walking right next to me right now, I could not tell you who that man is at all. But I had a dream with him that night. I kid you not. Every, and I don't know if you guys know, I, I know MJ might know a little bit, but I haven't, I, when I got emancipated, I was a junior in high school. And then yeah, I moved, yeah. moved out and I had been living with friends when I was, since I was, I was 17. I was about to turn 18 when it went through all my counseling, the court, everything. So I haven't actually had a relationship with my mom since I was uh, 17 years old. And that includes the entirety of my siblings. And um, my my biological dad, I saw him last when I was in second grade. Well, every single week up until even like last night, I had a dream with my dad, my mom, and my brothers and, and, and sisters. And it's always a, a dream of me asking my mom, mom, where's dad? And my mom just looks at me like, like confused. And then she goes, 
Like she looks at me like, well, you want to talk to him so bad? Go, he's right there. You might as well talk to him. And I look at my dad and then he becomes like this almost like zombified type of person because I can never recognize him. I just recognize that he's 6'4", he's super tall and has broad shoulders and is really dark. And then I just think of, I'm like, what the, maybe I didn't properly get rid of my, my entities when I was trying to communicate with my, with my dad. I think it was this last summer. So it's one of those things where I'm just like, I'm, I'm in constant, like, okay, well, what am I going to dream about this time? And I'm, I'm to the point where I tell my, I, I always tell everybody what I dream. So they, so when something does happen and it becomes true, I have like the evidence that I did talk to them. I'm like, oh, somebody's going to get pregnant. Then it becomes Oh my God, my mom's the same way. I told you she was going to get pregnant. I knew it. Well, now it's the point where I tell my my husband, I'm like, oh, I had a dream with my mom and, and my brother and my and my my dad and stuff. And I don't know. I mean, I think it could be. But you know what's weird to me? Not weird, but it's interesting to me that my that Levi, my four-year-old, he's about to be five. He's, he's mm-hmm. constantly asking me about playing with the Ouija board. And he's always like, we, we still have to play with, with Luigi. He says Luigi. And I think you know, <laughs> so yeah. it shall forever be known as Luigi the Luigi board, board. And to me, I think of it and I think, oh, well, we do play with Luigi, but he's actually, he's like, no, the board, remember you didn't let me play with it. And I'm open to letting my older son play with it, but I'm not, not as open to letting Levi play with it just because he's younger and he doesn't really know. But, right. but yeah, that's, that's more than anything. My, my stories with, with that and I think it feels scarier when you're in the moment living it than as it is, you know, saying the story. In retrospect. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if my dad's trying to communicate with me or if he's even dead or if he dabbles in the occult still. I don't even know. Have have you ever tried like um I feel like you have like this like uh, the gift, if you will, and like you have this energy. Have you ever tried to to see if like you you're able to like almost I guess like be a medium or so something? I did go to uh, a medium not too long ago and she said something to me she because with with me with my with my biological dad biological dad he had sisters that cursed my mom supposedly like there was this big talk about it and mm-hmm. and I did go to a medium not too long ago and she did look at me and she goes there, you know that there's this dark presence that follows you and it's it's dark. It's a dark presence that follows you from childhood. And she told me, she straight up told me, if you want to, I see something in you. She's like, you're not opening up. You're not letting me read you because you yourself have a gift and you know what I'm going to tell you already. And if you ever do want to, you know, open this gift up more, I think you should come work under me and, and kind of, you know, we'll teach you how to do it, but you have to do it with the presence of God and you have to have God as your backup. I won't do it with you if you don't accept your sister, basically. Mm-hmm. And she's very, she's a very, she has, wow. she has like crosses all over her house. She's like very like into church. Like she's to the point where she won't even wear pants. She wears like dresses, like skirts. Uh-huh. She's very much oh. like that. And to me, I'm like, ah, but I've heard that before. And like this, this past week on Friday, my colleague was, and she was just, she looked off. And I told her, I was like, you're off. She's like, I am. And I was like, something's bugging you, but you don't know what it is. And she's like, that's exactly how I feel. But I could sense things. But I think you just, 
I I think I'm too scared to dabble in it because I'm it it is yeah it is like I get the same things because they're like oh like MJ you tienes yeah el don. exactly tienes oh, el don pero a mí me da miedo like I'm I'm scared to see things move by themselves because I have I have seen things move by themselves yeah. especially when I was younger. And I just get mm -hmm. terrified of like, if I'm looking at something, like if I'm looking at a stuffed animal right now and it starts moving, I will flip. Like that is terrifying to me. Imagine that. That is scary. Ooh. And it's like, it's like, it's, it's like a fine line you're walking, you know, like almost like a slippery slope. Yeah. Because you never know if you're actually talking, you'll never know. And you'll never know if you're talking to a good spirit or a bad spirit masking himself as a good spirit. And I say him just because, but it could be a her. I, you just never really know, honestly. Kudos to people who are mediums. But I think that the Ouija board is definitely like a rite of passage. Like, a, oh, let's, let's go ahead and mm -hmm. do this. And it's also not mm -hmm. as scary to them because they do associate it with the toy. But if you if you think about where it came from and whatnot, there's there's always got to be something there. Yeah, I, th I think so, too. Right. I love your stories. They're always really, really good. I was thinking, you know, it's. I was thinking about, um, I was doing more research into like the history of hell, like how hell became a, a like in, how they interpret it nowadays. And I've, I've done, I do research like that. And I do more research into, into like, I like knowing why people are scared and like the occult, why mm -hmm. numbers mean things. And I was thinking of that and I was thinking of like Lucifer and Satan and all that. And then I'm like, I haven't heard from MJ in a while. And I went on your podcast and you guys were talking about the the dance with the devil. Oh yeah. And, that's when you, oh, yeah. that's Whoa, when you yeah. sent me the message. And then I texted you, I was like, WTF, you guys did a podcast about this? Yeah. But I was thinking about that and I'm like, it's so strange. Whenever I think of something and I'll message message MJ, something always comes up. Always, always happens. happens, always happens. And like today, <laughs> even today, I, I think I messaged you what you were going to message really, me yeah. this morning about exactly. the <laughs> Yeah, we, like it was like, we. I could tell we sent it at the same time. It was, like mm -hmm. I answered your question and you answered. It was so weird. Okay, so this is from Reddit user no underscore springs. Um, I was about 12 or 13 spending the night at a friend's house, goofing around with the Ouija board. With him and his sister, we were all we were getting all sorts of gibberish words spelled out, just kind of scaring ourselves for fun, not taking it very seriously. Then we got a message. I can see you through the window. And then I can see you through the eyes or something like that. There was just a small window in the basement room where we were where we were and just the back yard and the woods past the driveway visible through that window we asked it more questions and it said i'm under the car so we somehow got up the nerve to go out with a flashlight and peer under the car where we saw a huge black stray a huge black stray cat hissing we ran inside freaking out and at that exact moment the power failed and all the lights in the house went out we just about actually shit ourselves. A few minutes later, the power came back, and we sat up until dawn that night, scared, and never played with the board again. That I, yeah, I would have no, I would I would have needed a change of underwear. Okay, like that. <laughs> but if if you see lights flickering and 
things happen to scare you, isn't that a sign to freaking stop? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, nope. Yeah. And maybe because we're hearing something being scary, like a demon's like messing with the lights. But I'm like, no, that's a coincidence to get you to stop and to scare you enough to stop. That way you don't put yourself in this deep, dark hole. That that could be it. That could be like someone, like a good someone saying, hey, it's going to scare you so you can stop because you're, 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 you're in danger, you know. This next story comes from Reddit user Hammerhands. We were hanging out in a friend's dorm room and busted out the Ouija board. There were a few of us who had used them before and a few who hadn't. They were quite skeptical. It was about 11 p.m. and the communication with the board was going quite well. Gary, one of the skeptics, kept calling bullshit to the whole thing. We convinced him to sit on the floor with us and give it a shot. His first question, is this for real or just a bunch of bullshit? The planchette zipped to no. Fine, he says, still not believing. Prove it. No sooner had he finished the statement when the lights in the room flickered and the building's fire alarm went off. This freaked us all out and we left the room to follow the fire alarm procedures. After about 20 minutes, campus safety said it was a false alarm and let us all back into the dorms. When we arrived back up to our friend's room, the Ouija board was gone. No one took it with us and the room was left locked. It just disappeared. Whoa, weird. And that's not the first story I've heard of, like, um, Ouija boards disappearing. Huh. It kind of goes almost into, like, our, our um, the episode of last week, like, the time glitches, where it's like... Anyway. Yeah, because I can't remember how I came across that Ouija board the first time, and I'm wondering if the person that it belonged to was like, what the hell ever happened to my Ouija board? Right. Oh. It feels like, it, like, um, like, the Ouija board almost has a mind of its own, and it kind of, like goes to where it wants Finds itself to. Like, yeah, who it wants to yeah. go to. And it's like it, it, the person who originally had it is just like, where the hell did it go? And then I have, I think this is the last one. It's it's dash appy. Don't ask me. The links will be in the show notes. I cannot pronounce that Reddit username. I'm not, not going <laughs> to try. When I was in high school, my two friends who were sisters decided it would be funny to play with the Ouija board. In the beginning, nothing happened. Asking if Anyone's there, etc. Just basic stuff. All of a sudden, the door sh- shuts loud. I assume it was the wind or something as a slight blow of wind would slam it shut. We joked about it and got up to open it, but it wouldn't open. The door felt like it was vibrating, which freaked us all out. We repeatedly banged on it, shaking the, the knob until it randomly opened. I almost fell, putting my whole body weight trying to open it. We got super freaked out and decided to say goodbye. To which it responded, no. The younger sister freaking out Ugh. and tossed it in a burned trash trash barrel we had going outside. We were young. Uh, we all brushed it off the best we could and tried to get some sleep. The next day, we were grabbing toys out of her closet to which we noticed a weird smell. We looked down at the other end only to find the same Ouija board covered with ash. I freaked out and left. I honestly don't remember coming back to their house again. I never had anything else happen to me except feeling like someone else being in a room with me. But I think they had weird weird experiences after. They probably did. Shit. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's again like the Ouija board appearing and disappearing. One day I'll share this story. It just freaks me the hell out. It's my mom's. But I know at some point she was being like haunted by some spirit and they tried to figure out who it was by using a Ouija board. And 
they didn't something happened and freaked them out. They and they didn't know what to do with it either. So they threw it away and then it just kept reappearing in the house and again well, and why again. Why does that often happen? Like I have like and and it's a common theme, like when something paranormal where it's like something like possessed, an item or a Ouija board, it always reappears. Yeah, because it attaches itself to you. It, and it's making itself aware, like, I am here. This is, you know, you're, you have to pay attention to me. Okay, I have one last story. And this is by Paranormal Comanche on Reddit. <laughs> Some Reddit usernames are insane. <laughs> I know. Um, I've had this little girl's spirit follow me for years at an old house I lived until I was around 13. She started showing up after my Nana died. There was always something about my Nana, but I but was always at her house. Things I can remember clearly are that she would leave a chair at the back door because a man's spirit was, would sit there at night. I saw him a couple times but never felt any malicious intent from him. Sometimes when I would wake up, I'd see dolls about six. She kept on her dresser. They would be turning their heads from side to side. A couple of times I'd woken up in different parts of the house. Oh. Counting on, we moved to a new house. And the first thing I realized was that the mirrors were all turned around. I asked the lady who showed us the house. Her response that I didn't think of much was that the previous owner had them all turn around. The same owner that had fallen ill was now hospitalized. I don't know the reason, but I could only assume it had to do with this with this haunted house. One weekend, I decided to take a nap. I got this sudden urge to grab my phone and take a picture of my room. Lo and behold, I had a, a dead dead right evidence that a little girl was right there. I was stunned that Whoa. that I got her clearly in my picture. She had long black hair that reached half her back and covered her face. Her clothes blue but tattered and dirty. She was small looking. Now, what followed was something that made me, one, never touch a Ouija board again, and two, never never take a photo when urged to. What followed is something that haunts me still. It started after I showed my parents what I got on my phone. My dad saw it clearly and passed it off, and nothing really but my mother didn't want to see it. I don't blame her. The days that followed, things in the house got heavy. It started with my little brother's room he was about four or five he had a tv in there with a vhs player that would turn on and full blast and static noise did this a couple of times before we got rid of it for my dad he accounted a story of having a dream and being woken up to something grabbing his hand thinking it might have been my brother he slightly sleepily opened his eyes after realizing it wasn't my brother he tried to pull his hand away from he says something with power grabbed his hand and made it stay there that is scary. Wow, I, n- yeah. I never had, I never heard a story other than th- this one that made him give me a scared look. A couple of friends that came over from both two different circles were mini possessed. They would blank out and just start walking towards the back of my house where my parents and brother's bedroom was. I had to shake them and ask what they were doing. And both times I answered with, a, I don't know. It didn't stop. Uh, the assault from these entities was ongoing. I once had a small group of friends, about three of us, were in the living room when the TV turned on, blasting again. I got up to turn it off, but was met with the loud thud coming from my brother's room. Taking a step forward, the thud sounded like it was moving closer. Frozen, we all just waited for this thud to start coming down the hall, getting louder, and just when it was about to go around the corner, my dad opens the front door and everything goes silent. The air lifts, but... 
It scared all of us enough to jump out of our seats. My friends left after that. Now for the Ouija part. Not knowing what to do, I reached out to a good friend whose sister was into the paranormal heavy. She said we could do a Ouija reading. I was raised in a very religious household, and we were, we were always taught that the touch of the Ouija was pretty much damning yourself. Scared, I refused. I was met with an offer to do it outside a park nearby. I wouldn't even have to touch it. Not a bad deal, so I accepted. That night, we head to the park around 9.30. They set up and start right on the money, asking if any spirits were nearby or wanting to talk. No go. We do this for about five minutes with no response. I was asked if I could touch the piece just to establish a connection with whatever's following me specifically. I hesitate, but lay my fingers on the tile. The same question this time with answers quickly. My friend's sister asked the most most of the questions. The spirit said it was good, that it was protecting me from zero. When all of a sudden it started spelling spelling something repeated three times. C U L S-E, three times. At the, at the moment, a police officer shows up with his spotlight on us, gets out and walks towards the group. We tell the spirit goodbye and close all doors. The cop asked us what we were doing at the park. Apparently, the park closes at 10. Well, past 10, we apologize and start packing up to go. Something made me look at the officer's name tag, shocking me. C-U-L-S-E. I turned around what? and told my friends, and they were in disbelief. We told the officer in quick summary what happened, and he didn't believe it. To this day, it shakes me to think of all the paranormal I've experienced. But by far the craziest would have been the board itself. Never again. That is weird. This person had, like, a lot of experiences. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, that <laughs> the whole police officer named that's a beyond belief factor fiction story for sure. Yeah, because, at, like, out of all the things... It was like the spirit just knew what was going to happen. And that is all the stories I have. And also, I'm never touching <laughs> never touching a Ouija board. Yeah, I, it's, it's, like with the, Same. it's like with the tattoo. If you're already grown and you don't have a tattoo, don't do it. Same thing with the Ouija board. If you haven't tried one, don't do it. Don't do it. Stay away from it. <laughs> don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth being scared. It's not worth questioning like did yeah. I bring something into my home or anything like that that's a yeah that's a good note to end this on <laughs> yes thank you Lulu I love your stories they're always so yes, good thank you thanks for having me on I hope you guys all have a marvelous weekend and I cannot wait to hear the the, the podcast live and uh yeah as Lulu already said don't if you haven't messed with the Ouija board don't don't do it mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay a spooky. We'll catch everyone next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.